Before we hop in with our incredible guest here on the Championship Leadership Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about my world class, Unleash the Leader Within Experience, a four-day experience that is built to give you momentum in life that will create the movement that will allow you to go out and accomplish goals and outcomes that you have felt like are mountains, like mountains that are almost impossible to overcome. Unleash the Leader Within, you go through this experience, all of the different modalities are strategically put in place to help you to become the person today that will allow you to become the person that you want to be tomorrow. All about creating a life that you love. And we do that in many different ways. We've had incredible results from hundreds of clients that have come through in the last four years that we've been running Unleash the Leader Within. And so if you want to create a new operating system for yourself, if you want to have a level of certainty that would have people respond to you at a much higher level as a leader, inside of your life and you want to go out and have results that like i said you thought at one point were insurmountable and you want to turn mountains into molehills inside of your life and create a life that is unrecognizable take what feels like the impossible and make it possible then go to www.natebailey.org forward slash ulw Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, Championship Leadership Podcast. And today we got Cindy Dunstan Quirk with us, and uh, with Scout and Zoe's is the name of her company. She's being highlighted on TV show Boom America, starring one of the original Shark Tank members, Kevin Harrington. And I get to be a part of that as well as part of the A team. But excited to have you here, Cindy. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do ask one question I like to ask a lot uh, to all my guests because the name of this, the podcast is Championship Leadership. So what comes to mind for you or what do you hear when you, uh, what does that mean to you when you hear Championship Leadership? Well, having had my share of crappy bosses, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think that um, Championship Leadership is ethical, moral, um, beyond reproach. Yeah. 
if you make yeah. mistakes, you admit them and kind of move on because I mean, it's, I, I don't assume that I know all the, I'm not the font of all knowledge and I don't know everything. I right. surround myself with people who do, uh, but very um, championship leadership would be people who have a vision and are able to express that vision in a very, uh, it doesn't have to be concise way, but a very uh, logical way to have people, a logical way in which people can help and follow them, help them reach it and follow them and help them along the way. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I love that. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and and uh, your company's uh, Scout and Zoe's and and what you guys are up to and maybe even a little bit of the journey and the path that that got you there and how how you are uh, where you are today and what you're up to today. Lots of questions. I, I think I, I think I can remember them. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm Southern by birth. Well, that's not true. I was born in Oklahoma, but I grew up in the South, in the Deep South, in the Jimmy yeah. Carter South. So. Um, uh, condolences to the Carter family on the passing of Miss Rosalind. She was a wonderful yeah. woman. But I grew up down there, and um, at a very early age, we had dogs. And uh, so they've been an integral part of my life for ever. Mm-hmm. And um, figured out that I live in central Indiana now, but figured out when I was 51 that the answer to my um, employment woes was sitting or laying at the end of the bed. And Zoe had allergies, and by the time I got around to figuring out what to do about him, we had Scout, and he also had allergies. So I was, I was hell bent on figuring out a way to make them comfortable while giving them something to chew on. And that's how Scout and Zoe started. Love it. And having had a, a forever background in sales, um, I was able to, you know, develop a product in a very short period of time. From the time I had the idea. To the time it went to market was only two weeks. Oh, wow. I was driven to find a solution. And two weeks is here of entrepreneurs saying they had these these brain dumps. And that was what it was for a couple of days. I put it out. I just stayed up for about 48 hours, putting everything on paper. And um, I thought, okay, well, our first products were elk antler dog chews. And found yep. a source for them locally, which there aren't many elk in Indiana. So I really had to search. <laughs> but that turned out to be, and the first the first sales that I had were to deer hunters that had antlers on their walls, but I sold them pieces of antlers for their dogs to chew on. So I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. So that's where that background in sales came in really handy. Yeah, yeah. But that that started me down the road. And um, then when the Chinese chicken jerky started killing a lot of pets, that's when I had my line in the sand and said, OK, well, we're going to develop treats now because I've been thinking about it. And those mm-hmm. did so well. Those first three did so well that by the end of the year, I was bringing in um, kangaroo and venison and duck, some really unusual proteins that dogs mm-hmm. tend not to be allergic to. And that was in tw- way back in 2010 when I started the company. And now, uh, all these many years later, what you see on the wall is just a small smattering of the products that we have. So I went from five SKUs to over 100 SKUs in 14 years. Oh, wow. And we have, I, I've, I am the queen of body parts. So it's kind of like a morgue back here, just a little <laughs> bit, with body parts for dogs. And 
then um, our specialty is novel proteins or unusual or alternative proteins to beef and chicken like kangaroo and sustainable proteins like insects like black soldier fly larva. We were first to market with that for the pet industry in 2019. And way back in, I want to say 2017, uh, Asian carp. And those, if wow. you're not familiar with Asian carp, those are the carp or the fish that jump out of the water and hit boaters in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And, yeah, seen yeah so that. they're really invasive. They don't have any natural predators, and they're but they're really tasty for dogs. Yeah, I bet. So we're, we're turning disaster into delicious with with those and <laughs> and uh, taking insects, which are the next uh, the protein of the future. Not for me, but for yeah. for many. But uh, for dogs and cats and horses and pigs and ducks and chicken and birds, it's a great protein because cool. it's just very sustainable. Take a quick pause here inside of this incredible interview that you are listening to, to let you know about my 100 Mile Mindset audiobook. If you would like a copy for free, you just have to send me a quick email at nate at coachnatebailey.com, or you could send me a private message. I'm all over the place on social media at Coach Nate Bailey Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can even find me on the new social media app out there, Threads, through Instagram. But if you would like the free 100-mile mindset so you could create a 100-mile mindset for yourself based on my experiences, my lessons learned from being an ultramarathon runner. Shoot me a message. I'll, I'll send it to you for free. Yeah. What's, uh, how large has your company grown into from back in 2010 and just that idea to where you are today? Well, we've grown from just being a, a local company to having a global footprint. So we ship product to Japan, and Hong Kong and um, Shanghai, and um, I leave for Dubai in a week oh, to wow. find some distributors there and start uh, having ha let the Middle East pets have and pets have a taste of our treats. Very cool, very cool. What um what kind of dogs uh, were Scout and Zoe? Scout was a German short hair pointer. Very lovely athletic dog. He passed away in 2021 from cancer. So he's just been gone a couple of years. Zoe was a German shepherd, a black and tan German shepherd. And she passed away in 2014. Okay. But what a legacy. Yeah, what a right. legacy. No kidding. Yeah. And now Very we cool. have Ziva, who is a, a black German shepherd. She's seven and a half. And Lucy and Jake, who are 11 month old. German short hair pointers. So we have our oh, hands full right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, I grew up with all kinds of dogs. My mom and my sister are very big dog people and uh, breeders and American water spaniels and now English setters, sh you know, showing dogs and things like that. And actually you look very similar to my mom, <laughs> as well. that? but when my favorite, like my number one dog, like my dog growing up was named scout also. So this is very interesting. Sweet. That's, so a, much great, so that's that a great I, name. Yeah. Great name. I actually named another dog of mine scout kind of in re remembrance of the original scout. So interesting connections there. Um, well, talk, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, who are some people, some, some leaders, some coaches or mentors that you've had that maybe have inspired you characteristics of them that 
that have stood out to you that maybe have helped mold you as a, a leader and, you know, a business owner and, you know, what you do today? I think original, uh, my original mentors would be my parents. Mm-hmm. Daddy was the consummate salesperson. Yeah. He, he could sell ice to Eskimos. I mean, yeah. he was, he was wonderful at what he did. And I um, was sort of the son he never had. I was, mm-hmm. I'm the middle of three girls. So okay. I swear like a pirate and <laughs> I was the tomboy and I still yeah. kind of am, but uh, I still swear like a pirate. In fact, <laughs> I'm hopeful I can not swear during our time together today, but if I do, um, I do. So, yeah, no worries. Yeah. But I, I'd say my, my dad was a big influence on how, how I'm able to talk to people and, and have that sales orientation. But my mom was, was really, uh, she was a nurse in the operating room. She was a surgical nurse for 60 some odd years. And she had a wicked sense of humor and was a, a, a woman of small stature, but she packed a big wallop if you got in her way. Uh, sure. she, was, she was a wonderful friend, but she could be very, very fierce if you yeah. were on the other side. And that wicked sense of humor plays in really well. So my parents originally were my best mentors. And then beyond that, um, in the pet industry, there have been a few. Uh, one was a local businessman here who had a, a pet kennel company. And he, in the very, very early days of Scout and Zoe's, helped me make some connections and kind of direct me the right way. Yeah. And then um, another mentor would be um, a woman by the name of Candace Dagnolo, who has an entity called Pet Boss Nation. And she was a retailer and knew that side of it, but she sold her stores um, at a very healthy profit to um, some buyers and then started consulting. And her insight had really, really helped me at a time when I really needed it. And Mm -hmm. now- now, um, my conversations with my husband are totally different than before I owned a company. He's an entrepreneur as well. So okay. they've gone from what did you do today at work to uh, how would you, this is what happened to me. How would you, how would you have handled this? Sure. Or, right. I've got this problem. Can you help me walk through it? Yeah. Um, since both of my parents are gone, I can't ask them for advice anymore. Um, but, and, you know, and there's one more mentor, my brother-in-law, Paul who he's, uh, I think he's seven years older than I am. And he's been around since I was a wee pup. Mm -hmm. It's almost as long as I could imagine. Actually, that's not true. Uh, He was around before I wore a bra. So it was really a long (laughs) time. It was a really a long time. But he's he's a a very quiet man. He's, uh, if you know him, he's really got a great sense of humor and he's a wealth of knowledge. But you have to, you have to ask him for advice because he won't just give it to to you. Yeah. But when you ask him, you should be prepared for him to say, you know, what it is instead yeah. of what you think you want to hear. Yeah, sure. I love and that. He's, yeah. he's a wonderful resource. And when I get stuck, especially since, you know, I don't see them very often and I, I talk to him on a fairly regular basis, but I can call him up and any time of day or night, ask him if something's bothering me, I can ask him. And if I were in a jam, I know that I could call down there and say, help. And he would drop everything and do that. Yeah. That's a very that. short list. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to have those people in your life too. What um what I assume this is, you know, the uh a full-time thing for you from from the sounds of it. How long did it take to go from, you know, like you said that that idea to 2 weeks later you had a product to to making this uh the full-time venture for yourself? A couple of years. Yeah. Um yeah, even though we were profitable early on, because mm-hmm. I had a real tight control. I mean, that that business background was just so useful. That that, that accounting really did come in handy. Yeah. Despite what I thought, I really resisted <laughs> it, but it did come in handy. But it took it took a couple of years, maybe three years. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I've bootstrapped everything. I don't have any investors, so I've I'm kind of the poster person for microloans mm-hmm. from okay. an entity here in town. I've had seven or eight microloans, but, you know, paid them all back, but it's, um, it is a full-time endeavor and it's, it's a handful. Yeah. Sounds like it. That's great. Um, what's, what was the connection with boom America and what's, what's, uh, yeah, what's the goal for you guys uh, being a part of the show and what you're looking to do there to help continue to promote what it is you're doing? Well, I knew Bob, um, the producer, uh, before boom America was an idea and okay. when I heard about it, I started thinking, it's like, wait a minute, why, why would I want to give you leads for companies when I could be a company? And the goal is to sell as much shit as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it would come up sooner or later. <laughs> That's right. But the, goal, the goal for me is, has been global domination. To, to be as big as I can be, or big as the company can be, because pets are everywhere. And we're mm-hmm. not the only um, country in the world that treats their pets like family. Yeah. So if I can become to pet wellness, what Caesar Milan is to pet training. Do you know who Caesar Milan is? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. most everybody knows who he is, mm-hmm. whether or not you agree with him is a whole nother story, sure. but everybody knows who he is. And I want Scout and Zoe's to be that well-known yeah. because we have wonderful treats. We have wonderful products that transcend cultural boundaries. You know, we mm-hmm. have something for everybody, just about it for every pet. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to get as much of this into the mouths of deserving pets globally. That's the yeah. global domination. So that's that's the goal is to to scale and to be as big as we can be so that um, somebody comes along and makes me a really crazy offer and I accept it and then do something else in the pet industry. But- yeah, yeah. Well, great. I mean, you just basically answered my next question, which was <laughs> really, uh, yeah, the vision of what you're looking to do because I think, you know, championship leaders, they have incredible vision and courage to take action on it. And clearly you've done all that. Um, yeah. Global domination. That's pretty big. <laughs> it's huge. And I think that I, I don't think I know I would not have started this had I didn't know that it had a lot of legs and could go really far down the field for a football analogy. I mean, it just, yeah. everybody loves, most everybody loves their pets. Somebody who shops at Walmart and buys old Roy is not my customer. Yeah. But right. If you go to Whole Foods and you pay, you know, seven or eight dollars for a gallon of milk in a glass container, yeah. you're my customer. Yeah, absolutely. But, but so is the grandma who you know spends her last dollar on a treat for her dog. Right. Right. 
Yeah. It's this yeah. the same the love is the same whether you make eleven million dollars or eleven thousand dollars. It's the yeah. same love. And that's what we're trying to capture is that we celebrate the pet human bond, mm-hmm. the companion animal human bond, and we want to prolong to give pets the longest, happiest lives that they can have with the families who love them. And if Doom America can, can help me scale this and do that, then it's a win for everybody. Yeah. Well, what have been, because I know there's plenty, what are what have been some of the, well, I don't know, pitfalls or challenges and obstacles along this this journey you've been on that that have really helped you to grow and get better? Oh, gosh. That's a loaded <laughs> question. That's a very yeah. loaded question. In the early days, it was... Um, pretty much logistics because it's a moving target, you know, shipping costs and they still are because you just, you know, right now they've, everybody's tacked on surcharges for the holidays. So you may think that free shipping is free. Well, it's not because it's (laughs) the price. It always is. Somebody pays for it. And when uh, carriers, you know, threaten to go on strike, then everybody in my shoes is sitting back going, Oh crap. Don't let that hit the fan during the holiday Mm -hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So that's a moving target uh, during um, not during COVID, but after COVID in 2022, sourcing became an issue. OK, yeah. So that was huge and continues to be a kind of a thorn in the side because every now and then we'll not be able to find something that we need. So sure. I have to be resourceful and figure out yeah. another way to do it, which is um like I don't have enough in my day. Right. Yeah. Um, capital is always an issue because yeah. there's this is a very capital intensive business. Right. We have to have the inventory on hand or else we can't sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a huge obstacle challenge opportunity. It's it's yeah. all of the above. Right. Then um, personnel. That's another one too, mm-hmm. because without the the right personnel, you know, I'm not able to to leave the office the, or the go to trade shows or on um, field visits with stores or meet and greets. So that's uh, personnel is a is a gigantic challenge for most entrepreneurs because people, unfortunately, during COVID, uh, got used to staying home and being um, rewarded for it. And I'm, I worked, I've worked straight for three years. I've not taken a vacation. I worked at 2020 and 2021. I worked straight through because we were, I was, I was not going to stop unless somebody dragged me out of the warehouse. (laughs) I mean, I worked by myself to get orders out and I was determined to do it. And we had two of the best years ever in the company. Yeah. um, It's difficult to have somebody have, that kind of drive because no one ever would replicate my work. Right. um, I think, but I think businesses across the nation are feeling that pinch because small businesses, especially, you know, aren't able to pay 25 or $30 an hour with benefits. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a big, it's a big bone of contention and a big challenge because if you don't have the employees, then you have to wear all the hats Right. That's, yeah. that's a little, I feel like a juggler a lot of the days because I've, I've got so many hats on. It's like, okay, 
you're you're yelling the loudest. Let me put that hat on and solve that. So it's <laughs> right. like, okay, throw that over there and put on another hat and do something else. Yeah. So, yeah. It's but well, but on the other side, it's it's um I, I don't want to paint this horrible picture. I don't I don't want to say that that is exciting, but there is a certain amount of um satisfaction is the right word uh, to to know to sit back and go okay well that shipment went out it was received well it's selling that's good everything yeah. is fine and at the end of the day it's like did i do my best okay then i can close my eyes lay my head on the pillow and and have a good night's sleep sure yeah how big of a team do you have how many employees do you have right now it's only 3 so uh we run this company with 3 people or i run this company with 3 people so including myself. So we are very yeah. much, um, we seem larger than we are mm -hmm. but, um, with scaling comes, you know, you have to have personnel. So at yeah. some point we'll have 30 or 40 people working here. Yeah. Are you uh, available on Amazon? We are, we are okay. direct to consumer. Yep. We're absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm feels like just about everybody is so <laughs> you know you know you have to yeah it's not that you have to be but yeah. there's there's two schools of thought with that the retailers hate it because right. amazon and chewy is a they're big bones of uh, they're big thorns they're just huge yeah. thorns but people now are used to shopping online they've used they're used to the instant gratification you know yeah. sometimes i can order a product on amazon and it's delivered during the night yeah, so when I wake amazing. up, it's at my door. <laughs> yeah. And if and we've done we've just done the fulfilled by Amazon. So we're available on Prime okay. on a few of our products. So um we're making it easier for the consumer to get to us, especially yeah. in areas where we don't have stores. Because mm -hmm. while we'd love to be everywhere, you know, that person in the way northern tip of South Dakota may not have a dog yeah, store right. so we have to be able to get to them and amazon's a way to do that yeah 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 love it what's uh switch trajectory just a little bit but um maybe you could think of a time in your life where you know it's kind of that critical moment where you, you got to make a decision you did make the decision that you did which has you where you are today but had you not be in a very different place you know talking about the last three years it's been difficult for people a lot of people are in those moments today and it's always there's always power and hearing how some have chose in that moment when they're there themselves trying to figure out which way to go. Is there a moment that comes to mind for you you could share? During COVID, I had a gigantic order. It was 10,000 bags of product. Wow. And I could not find anybody to help me do them. I could oh. not find it. Even my husband didn't. He, yeah. He was... <laughs> He's not worthless, but he was then. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't step up and say, okay, yeah. I'm going to come and help you pack these. So I labeled them. I labeled the bags. I stuffed the bags. I sealed the bags. I packed them in cartons. I got this gigantic order out. I worked almost night and wow. day for a week to get this wow. done. In fact, I, I kind of have permanent um, tenderness in one of my hands because of it. But wow. I was determined to to rise to the occasion and make it happen because I mean that you have to. There's, yeah. there's not yeah, just yeah. one of those occasions. They're almost they're all the time. Yeah, they just right. don't necessarily have that kind of revenue attached to them or that kind of significance attached to them. But I was bound and determined that this big customer was not gonna. This shipment was not gonna be late. 
It was going to be a time. It was going to be fulfilled in full. And I Uh made it happen. So it showed me that not only only am I resilient and resourceful, that I I have the chutzpah to have big cojones to make it happen. And I did. (laughs) I absolutely made it happen. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, too. Uh, as we as we wrap this up, is you know if there's one or two things you could give to the listener that if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, what could that be? That's a good question. You know, a lot of people, especially business owners, you know, tell folks who are thinking about starting a business. I mean, whether it's a side hustle or something else, that you need to follow your passion or follow your dream. Yeah, it's good advice to a point, but you have to make sure that it's something that is what the public would want. And this didn't, it didn't come around by accident. It, this was, and, but on the other hand, it wasn't carefully planned out either because I kind of shot from the hip on a lot of, a lot of stuff. So intuition goes a long way. Um, Having your ear to the ground and street smarts. We do a lot of um, in-kind donations because we're not to a point now where I feel comfortable donating tons of money because mm-hmm. we turned it back into inventory. We do that for some things. And, and I did start a foundation uh, to, for the funding for canine cancer uh, called scouting for the cure. But you, if you're going to, no matter if it's starting a business or, you know, figuring out which way to go with your kids, um, when you have difficult conversations to come around that mm-hmm. need to be expressed, I think you have to kind of sit back and and view it from a different point of view, not through your own eyes, but almost through an observer. It's like, okay, how how what's the optics of this? How are we? How is it going to be received? What state is the person in that's going to receive it? What state am I in for being able to deliver it? And make those decisions to where they're the best that you can do at the time that you're making them. Yeah. Whether it's talking to your kids or figuring out a business, but following that dream and that passion, that's great advice on the surface, but that's like that iceberg that the Titanic didn't see. You know, it's just that little thing on the top that all this other stuff you have to consider. There's, I think tuition, intuition is the biggest thing I have going for me to be able to read a situation, but for getting a back around to the point, listening to your gut, looking at past experiences, but not necessarily, not necessarily replicating them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I would, I used to be somebody who would just, and I do still do, I make quick decisions, but they're a little bit more tempered. Uh, as I age, because I want to, I don't want to have to reverse them in very short order. I want, I want the decision to be done. And then if situations dramatically change, we can uh, modify what we've done. But if they don't change, then the decision's done and we're past that. We'll go on to something else. But for, for myself, and I think for a lot of, a lot of people, when they sit back and look at it, that you have to be comfortable with the knowledge that you have and let intuition come into it just a little bit and not beat yourself up. If it's just not the, if things didn't turn out like you thought it would, because right. you can always, yeah. 
it's not written in stone. You can always back up a little bit and move forward and you know, move to the side laterally and then say, okay, we've changed this. Now we can move forward some more. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. You, hey, I wanted to mention one more thing. Um, yeah, please. One more thing. And let's see if I could find one. Uh, yep. I love this. You'll love this too. Um, our very first products were antler dog chews. And okay. this, this is not an antler dog chew. This is a bird perch. <laughs> But um, you'll love this. I, I I have some more out in the lobby. But we we use we do these uh, almost like baseball trading cards. We call them tales of exceptional canines or dog lore cards. Okay. And we award these like this particular one is for Target. Okay. Target was a German Shepherd. He was one and a half years old, and he lived in Phoenix, Arizona. But Target. Uh, was um, an Afghanistan dog and the back of, so the front page is all of the statistics like a baseball player card yeah, and the yeah. back story is is over here where Target was an Afghani uh, dog that the soldiers in Af- the U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan uh-huh. had adopted yeah. Target and um, he was um, shot at and there were explosives around and he it, it, I, I just have to read this because I'm not going to do it justice. Yes, yeah, please. Late one February night, Target and her pals, Sasha and Rufus, confronted a suicide bomber approaching the barracks. The trio alerted the U.S. troop family of approaching danger and attacked the bomber. The bomber then detonated his explosives in the doorway of the building. Had the canine companions not been present, the bomber would have killed every soldier in the building that fateful night. Target and Rufus survived the blast. Sasha did not. Their heroic efforts saved 50 soldiers from harm. Following the attack, Target and Rufus, having more than earned their stripes, were treated as members of the platoon. Through the many efforts of so many, Target and Rufus were brought to the United States to live out their lives with soldiers who they had saved in Afghanistan. For this bravery, Act of bravery, self, complete selfless, selflessness, and dedication to those she regarded as family. Target is awarded posthumously the Scout and Zoe's Dog Lore Exceptional Canine Award. Thank you, Target. Godspeed, little angel. Oh, wow. We have so many stories like that wow. uh, of soldier dogs, of military working dogs, of police dogs, uh-huh. of family dogs uh, saving their families from burning buildings, yeah. uh, dogs uh, guiding state troopers in Alaska to burning buildings. And there's mm. a video of that, but we we love, I love doing this because these animals are so much more intelligent and clever yeah. and, and uh, loving and adoring of us than we will ever realize yeah. that they knew this trio yeah. knew that right. their family was in harm's way and did everything yeah. that they could to save them. Isn't that amazing? So what do you do with those then? They're inside the the packages. Um, okay. No, hang on. I have to go get this antler so you can go see yeah, it. Please. Yeah, please. So that's a dog. That, that was a bird. Um, and this is one of the antler packages. So we put okay. them in, we put them oh, in with, the, cool. with the packages. So, yeah. so it makes them a little bit sexier if antlers, yeah. antler dog that's shoes neat. can be sexy. We tried to do <laughs> yeah. it and it's, it's just something to give it a little bit more um, interest and yeah. I think that those stories are amazing and oh, they are so all incredible. over the place. Yeah. So 
we do a lot. I, I love to recognize um, uh, military working dogs because they don't get enough credit for what yeah. they do because right. they put themselves in harm's way every day. Yeah. And then for uh, police dogs, canine units, because they, there were a couple here, uh, Magnum and canine or Magnum and Kilo who were killed in the line of duty. Mm. And they're just fabulous dogs and they are all in our, um, our antler dog chew packages. Neat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. What's the best way? Uh, I know you have a website of course, and I don't know if you're on social media at all. Um, we are. Uh, uh, so the website is scout and zoes.com. So it's scout like a boy scout and a N D Z O E S.com. We're on Amazon. You can find us on Amazon and then on uh, social media, it's scout and Zoe's all spelled out, run together on Twitter, okay. Facebook, uh, Instagram and YouTube. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. We'll get those linked up if you're just listening here and, uh, or watching, get those linked up so that they're easy to access, but thanks Cindy for being here. This was, this was really awesome. I loved it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it too. Thanks. No doubt you enjoyed that incredible episode of the championship leadership podcast as always. And this is, again, just a, a gentle nudge and reminder to go check us out at natebailey.org forward slash ULW if you want to transform your life to one that you love, to go out and accomplish things in your life that you've been thinking and dreaming about and, and just have maybe felt that it wasn't even possible at some point. If that is you and you want to take your life to the next level, go again, natebailey.org forward slash ULW. Let's have a conversation and let's change your life for the better. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Nate Bailey.